0: shall we begin
1: welcome to the savage monster cast i'm your host scott Marshan davis of happy monster press let's begin now this week on the happy monster cast set alpha one two loses one member and gains another This week, we must bid farewell to Steve and his user character, Lance, as his obligations as a sword student have kept him from attending regularly for the Roll20 game. Instead, we're adding a new player, Ron, who will be playing a gunwolf pilot and all-around scoundrel.
2: Hi, my name is Ron. I'll be playing Philip Marlowe, the robot pilot ace.
1: So why did you pick a robot vehicle ace?
2: Well, I I I heard giant mech and I was all in. <laughs> uh I, I always loved uh uh a lot of you know mech shows and you know Gundam and, and things like that always piqued my interest and and to be able to play a mech, I think it was uh pretty cool. And why a human? Uh <laughs> no real reason. Uh I'm a human. I might as well play a human. Fair enough. <laughs>
1: So let's get down to business here. I recovered as much as I could of the old Philip Marlowe, but we're definitely going to have some more stuff to do here. In particular, it was very hard to figure out what you had rolled for the various tables. So we're going to start with that and then uh, build from there. Okay, so going to roll on the Fortune and Glory table. We'll need two rolls of D12.
2: I got a 5 and a 2.
1: Okay, so you get... Uh, a suit of body armor with two modifiers and a d6 in smarts to start with and three smarts linked skills at d6 so smarts based skills in suede you get d6 in three of them but you already have d6 in a couple of them Uh, you already have a d6 in electronics i guess that's it as far as smart based skills go
2: yeah just electronics it looks like So your other
1: options for smart space skills, you get three more. All right. So there's academics, which is mostly used for history, battle, gambling, hacking, healing, occult, repair, research, which takes the place of investigation, science, survival, and taunt.
2: (laughs) Oh, a lot of stuff. I would imagine what I would probably want to take is. I would probably want to take a, a battle, knowledge battle, right?
1: Yep. Okay. Battle at b 6 Makes sense.
2: You said I got to pick two? Two more, yeah. I'd probably want to do repair so I can repair my mech. Makes sense. Right? Okay. And then I know there's taunt, but hacking. Oh, God. Hmm, I don't know if anybody else would have hacking. Then we
1: actually have a couple hackers, so we're good oh. there. All right, good. So you could go ahead and do, you can definitely go with taunt safely. Sure, I'll do taunt. Okay, so that takes care of that. Just let me double check here. Yeah, robot vehicle, ace, and you have a toolkit. This is for gear? Yep. All right, so got all your gear squared away from the previous one. It's all standard. You went with the uh, Gunwolf, which I have uh, loaded on the character sheet with all of its various uh, heavy weapons of all sorts, and it will be fully rearmed thanks to the generosity of the Tomorrow Legion. (laughs) How kind. (laughs) So that will take us on to attributes. So uh, you've got a d6 and smarts and a d4 and everything else, and five points to raise things with.
2: Oh, okay. So right now, for my attributes, I can do agility, strength, vigor, and spirit. Right. And I have five points to play with? Yep. All right. I would raise... Let's. I want to base everything at least a d6 for now.
1: Okay. So that leaves you with one point to start. But you could also spend points from hindrances if you want to do that.
2: Oh, those hindrances. Okay. I think I would keep the ones that I have for hindrances.
1: Right. But I'm saying you've got, you could spend, you've got, you could spend one or two of your hindrance points to boost, to get two more attribute boosts. Mm hmm. But you have one more for free.
2: Right. I'm thinking kind of want to up my, uh, my toughness. So, uh, that would be, that would be vigor. Vigor. So. We'll make uh, we'll up figure.
1: So the other things you can use your hindrances for are you can buy more edges or you can uh, buy more skills. Right.
2: So which book uh, do I want to go for for um, edges? Would that be the advanced core rules? Right.
1: The the advanced core rules, but also uh, there are some in the Tomorrow Legion's player guide that you might want to use. It is yep. born a hero is it. in effect, so you don't. So rank doesn't matter. All right. I'm just going to check to see if there are any edges that are uh, particularly relevant for a mech jock.
2: Hmm. Robot vehicles? Let's see here.
1: No, not really. I think the core book ones are going to be key. All right. pull up my core book. So what kinds of things do you want to be able to do? Because there's a, there are a bunch of new edges in here, including some that are based on taunt.
2: Ooh. Um... Let me just take a look real quick. I'm trying to scroll down to where those are. For example,
1: if you jack your taunt up to D eight, you can use the you can get the humiliate, in which case uh you get a reroll on taunt tests for free.
2: Oh wow, there's a whole
1: bunch of uh you can already get provoke, uh which causes people to want to attack you instead of anybody else, which if you're sitting in a giant heavily armored mech isn't a bad thing. Yeah. There's also retort, uh, where you can taunt back at people basically.
2: <laughs> what's that under uh, professional edges
1: it's actually under social edges
2: social edges i do see that okay bolster common bond provoke and provoke foes with a raise on a taunt roll yeah i'll take uh i'll take provoke
1: okay so that's your that can be your free human edge which means you also need to use uh two skill points to boost your taunt up to d8 Unless you want to use an attribute point to raise strength, uh, agility or smarts, because that will reduce the cost of buying a lot of your
2: skills. Mm. Okay, so we're gonna. So I'm gonna end up at the, at 20, right at seasoned, right?
1: Actually, 25 because well, although XP aren't a thing anymore, it'll be five advances that'll catch you up with the rest of the group because they just got their first one.
2: Okay, so right now for skills, I have 10 skills. Uh, it's usually what 14 in total for skills skill points Uh,
1: 15 but you just spent uh two potentially to get taunt so that's down to 13. okay
2: oh piloting battle knowledge wouldn't i want um i I would imagine for skills i'd probably want uh fighting and shooting
1: you absolutely would want fighting and shooting yeah how far (laughs) up do you want to take them
2: so I'll, i'll probably let's bump one of my attributes okay because uh, fighting and shooting are both agility right right so, so you take wanna, agility up to d8 Yep. d8 for agility and that would and then, be one of my novice oh, advances. You, can do that
1: with, you can do that with your edges with your hindrances too we haven't spent all those yet
2: oh okay then yeah all right we'll just do that then
1: so where do you want fighting and shooting
2: uh fighting and shooting can we uh i'd like to bump them both up to d8 if i can
1: Okay. Yeah, that's easy enough. So that takes you down to seven skill points.
2: Okay. So I probably want notice, which I already have. And uh, that's, um, that's tied in with the which
1: attribute? That is tied in with smarts.
2: All right. I'll, uh, go ahead and pump that up to a D6. Okay.
1: That's six more skill points. You might also want to jack up piloting because your shooting is going to be the lesser of your fighting or your shooting and your piloting.
2: Okay. Yeah, I'll uh, check up piloting then.
1: Okay, five more skill points.
2: So stealth would only be when I'm out of the mech, right?
1: Uh, it's pretty hard to be sneaky in a thirty foot tall mech. Yeah.
2: <laughs> uh, we'll jack stealth and persuasion both up to uh, d sixes. Okay, that's three. Is char- I, I see that in here? Uh, I saw it in for charisma that you had it as na.
1: It doesn't exist anymore. Oh, it doesn't. Nope. Oh wow. So one skill that you might that you might want to look carefully at is athletics. If you're out of your mech, that governs all of your physical activities, like running, chasing people, uh, interrupting other people's actions, all that kind of stuff.
2: And that's uh, agility. Yes. All right. I'll I'll, I'll make that a D8. All right. That leaves you with one skill point. One skill point left. Yep. All right. Well, let's bump up common knowledge to D6. Okay. All
1: right. So you have. Including your from your hindrances, you have a total of six advances to spend. All right. One of which can be an attribute raise. Actually, two of which could be an attribute raise. No, wait. Three of which could raise attributes if you really want to go crazy.
2: <laughs> hmm. Why not? Why, why? yeah. Why not? Let's uh. Let's just up all all of them to the eights then. Okay. All the attributes.
1: All right. So that leaves you with four things, which you, with which you can buy more edges. You can buy more edges. You can buy more skill. You can raise your skills.
2: So I used one of um, one of my levels for an attribute, right? I used the,
1: I put in five and twenty five were used for attributes, and then the third okay. the third one was from your hindrances.
2: Okay, that's fine. All right, so I have I can pick what like three edges uh up to four,
1: unless if you're good if you're
2: happy with your skills. Let me take a look at the hindrances real quick. I mean, let me uh the um, uh, edges.
1: All right. I just want to check something here with respect to uh, robot vehicles. I don't, know if, I don't know if the steady hands edge does, gives you, any, does you any good.
2: So I can up persuasion rolls then, right? If I take like uh, attractive or very attractive and things like that, right? Yes. So it's no longer just charisma.
1: Or charismatic, which lets you re-roll
2: persuasion. All right. I'll keep those two in mind. It looks like I, got, I probably have to take them now because they're background edges, right?
1: Correct. You want to take charismatic and attractive?
2: Uh, I think I'll take I'll take attractive. Okay. Which will give me the plus one on persuasion rolls.
1: Yep. All right. So that leaves you with uh, three more advances to spend.
2: Probably want to take
1: some combat edges then. Seems reasonable. There's more for shooting than there used to be.
2: Yeah, there's a lot here. <laughs> I see things in here like uh, giant killer i got to be a veteran for that. Never mind.
1: Well, we are doing Born a Hero, so you actually can do Giant Killer. Although, if you're fighting in your robot, that's not going to do you a lot of good. No. On the other hand, Marksman could be is always good.
2: Yeah, I was eyeing that one up. So is uh, Rapid Fire. Rock and Roll looks pretty nice, too. Rock and Roll is
1: probably a winner. That's one where I don't think your robot armor... Yeah, robot armor doesn't help you with that, for with firing full auto.
2: So what's that, That won't help me? Oh no! It will help you. The one that oh, okay. won't help you is steady hands. That's built in. Right. All right. Let's uh take rock and roll. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I'm definitely going to take rock and roll. And ignored. It. Yeah. Let's do marksman. All right. That leaves you with one more. Let me just see if there's any other any other skills I want to try.
1: I'm trying to think. I would allow you to use two gun kid to make two different weapon attacks.
2: Mm. Let's see here. What was that under? It's the last
1: of the combat edges.
2: I see it. Yeah, I'll take two gun kid, or in your case, two gun bot. <laughs> well, all these edges I'll also apply when I'm outside of the mech as well, right? So they do.
1: Okay, so that give you a parry of six, a toughness of six plus your armor, which is of eight. No strain because you haven't taken any cybernetics. Last thing is your uh, credits which for a robot vehicle ace.
2: So wait a minute. Um, so for the fifth level, I took an attribute. 10, I took attractive. For 15, rock and roll, 20. No,
1: you took attractive as your, uh, one of your background edges.
2: Ah, okay.
1: So you took attractive as a background edge, then you took spirit, the 8 rock and roll, marksman, two-gun kit, and strength.
2: And do I still have ace and robot vehicle jock as edges? Right. those come with the package, yeah. Right.
1: <laughs> okay, so then we just need a 4d6 roll for starting credits. 4d6? Yep. Bingo. Nice roll. So that is 1,900 credits. Not a lot, but enough for a few good meals.
3: My name is Brendan. I will be playing Leviticus Overton, a quick flex glitter boy.
2: Hi, my name is Frankie. I'm playing Kuva, a Simvan Burster.
4: Hi, my name is Jiang Su, and I will be playing a an elf cyber knight named Mingbi.
0: Hi, my name is Frank, and I'm playing Click, a Tremador Techno Wizard. Hi, everyone. I'm Bob, and I'm playing Quinlan, who's
5: an Elven Leyline Walker.
1: So uh you've now you are now members of the Tomorrow Legion uh special expeditionary team Alpha one Uh in that capacity, you did a patrol mission to visit three towns. Uh there were various shenanigans that occurred. Uh notably, you befriended a tiny robot toaster named Hamilton, who uh is looking for his owner, Rob Wan, and appears to have kind of materialized on Earth not through a rift, but by some other mysterious means. You also heard rumors of a seal, which might be the seal of Solomon, a a relic which was lost in the fall of Tolkien. And uh, your juicer friend has decided he really wants to focus his attention on beating up the coalition, so he's headed off in that direction. And you've been been told you're going to have uh, some level of reinforcement. Uh, You get a message from Ella of that your new squad member is... uh, practicing at one of the fields about a mile north of Castle Refuge, and you go trooping on out there. And as you arrive, what you see is uh, both impressive and slightly terrifying, especially for Bob.
5: Oh so God, I'm going to need
1: a fear roll right out of the gate for, uh, for Quinlan.
5: A fear roll. Okay, so is that um, a spirit roll directly?
1: That is a spirit roll.
5: Oh, I'm going to Benny that.
1: No, that. That's okay. That's actually okay. Cause the wild die gets you over the edge. So okay, you're, you're quaking. You're very, you're freaking out, but you're not freaking out so much as to have any, you know, real negative effects. What you see, what all of you see is an enormous battle robot. And this enormous battle robot is humanoid, but with the head of a snarling wolf with oh. silver silver plated teeth, razor sharp claws, rail guns, ion cannons, missile launchers. Hmm. This thing is mean looking.
3: When you say big, how, how tall are we talking?
1: It is substantially larger than you. It is on the order of 35, 40 feet tall.
4: Holy wow. Yeah. Oh, wow. All right. Okay.
1: so uh, you can make common knowledge rolls if you would like to see if you can identify this particular suit of robot armor. And uh, it is uh, it seems to have been doing some some uh, practice runs and is now striding over in your direction. Yeah, all of you are, are familiar with this and Lady Mimby especially, apparently. Yeah. So, you know that this is a northern gun model, northern gun being an arms manufacturing organization that lives in the what used to be the upper peninsula of Michigan known as a gunwolf
4: (laughs) how aptly named
1: the gunwolf is a heavily armed combat unit crew of two and lady mimby you also know that it is specially designed to combat demons and monsters from the rifts which is hence the silver-plated teeth so you get silver damage on melee attacks
0: oh boy so when we say wolf head, are we talking like fur and whatnot, or are we talking like it's a zord? Uh it is. It's
1: it's more of a zord. It's definitely metallic in appearance.
0: Okay, I want to see how it works. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! I don't understand you.
1: <laughs> and then uh, the the pilot will have the opportunity to uh, radio in. So Philip Marlowe, you've got uh, the you've got some people headed your way. What are you going to do?
2: Halt! State your business and purpose here.
1: Okay, I'm gonna pop up the picture of the gunwolf here for you.
2: <laughs> wow! wow. <laughs>
4: nice.
1: That's <laughs> impressive. Notice in <laughs> the uh, in the lower right, right there's hand. a human for scale.
4: Okay, I see that.
3: That's that's what crazy. what's the
4: wolf head thing kind of coming out of the arm there in the middle right? Like here. Uh,
1: Ah, uh, that's another gunwolf.
3: The back.
4: Oh, oh I see I the see, cockpit
1: see. right up, up
3: at
0: the top, just in, in the middle of the chest.
4: I see. Okay. Yep.
0: For those circumstances when one gunwolf just isn't enough, <laughs> just doesn't gonna do it. <laughs>
3: just in case you need to invade two continents at once,
0: the enemy is not quite wetting <laughs> themselves yet. Bring in another one.
4: <laughs> oh, okay. All right.
0: Well. All right, all right. So
1: you just got a radio message from uh, presumably the pilot asking your business here.
3: So I, because I'm in armor, so I you know, obviously will get this, but will the, uh, do we all get that like over the Jeep radio?
1: Uh The only one who does not, the ones who don't have a built-in radio are uh, in their armor are Kuva and Quinlan. Everybody else has a radio in their armor. Okay. So I just communicate this to everybody.
4: So we were sent by the L of Owls to meet our newest team member.
0: You <laughs> best friend.
4: We're Team Alpha, one, two, three. So
1: uh, let's run down real quick, uh, briefly for each of you. What is uh, what is Philip Marlowe seeing from his gunwolf as 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 you you five approach? So I'll start with, uh, we'll just go run down in character order. So uh, let's see, click first.
0: Uh, So you see a a tall gangly tremidor with a mechanical cat on his shoulder. He is uh, looking at the cat and looking at you and just absolutely amazed at the wonder of modern technology that's in front of him.
1: And Kuva?
0: I'm a humanoid-ish creature. I have a crocodile-type mouth and a long mane, and I'm riding a griffin. My hand (laughs) seems
1: to be on fire. (laughs) Pretty much all the time. (laughs) Lady Mimby?
4: So he's going to see a humanoid in armor. I'm, I'm going to say that I with the rifle <laughs> and, and a gun.
1: It's pretty I, it's pretty clearly identifiable as Cyber Knight armor.
4: Yeah, fairly well armed, pretty standard.
1: And uh, obviously Leviticus, you are going to see a glitter boy armor armored
3: suit. 14 feet tall, glittering chroma steel, chrome alloy with a big boom gun. And frankly, although I can't do facial expressions in this armor, I could probably take you. I mean, I know you, I'm just, I mean, I
5: would I'd get my knuckles bloodied but I could probably
1: take modesty and Quinlan
5: all right so uh, I'm kind of eccentric looking like I'm this uh tall lanky elf guy uh I wear tattered uh clothing that's like some blues some earth tones but things look kind of faded and obviously I'm scared kind of shitless, and I'm nervous but I'm trying to keep myself together because I have this crazy fear of large uh monstrous cybernetic things and my hands tend to well my eyes tend to glow blue if I detect a riff, um, and I try to pick up on them and see what I can do.
1: All right, and Philip, you've been t- you've been informed by radio that uh, these people are your new squad mates. What? How do you respond?
4: Oh boy,
2: <laughs>
4: <laughs> this job is not paying me enough. We're all so impressed with each other. <laughs> what have we gotten right ourselves into this time?
5: I'm sure this will go swimmingly.
4: Yes. <laughs> What could wow. possibly go wrong
5: hold my beer all right
1: as you're you know conversing a courier runs up and uh hands over to uh, lady mimby a an orders packet from ella vowels and uh, the orders are for you to patrol off to the northeast onto the borders of federation of magic territory and specifically to keep an eye out for federation incursions as well as for any rumors of the seal of solomon and any indication of any other mysterious phenomenon similar to whatever produced Hamilton.
4: Okay, all So right. is there
1: anything any of you would like to do at, Catholic, at Castle Refuge before you roll out?
3: Um, I'd like to make sure I top off all my ammo.
1: Okay, yeah, everyone can do that. That's not a yeah, problem.
0: I have any interesting
2: uh, supplies
1: here. Uh, it's, it's fairly basic. You're low on credits at the moment, so uh, there, there's, it's probably not something you're gonna be able to afford right out of the gate but they have uh, basic plate armors that run anywhere from 18 to 45k um
0: can i get some uh, flasks of oil is that possible oh yeah absolutely
2: okay i'd like to just stock up on food and uh well, medical food's, supplies. Pro- food's
1: provided with it free of charge it's part of your mission uh loadout so food's not a problem
2: i just put it in my fridge I got a little onboard fridge. Great. You got oh, a little couple little. hot pockets in there.
1: A mini fridge. Yeah.
2: Nice. All, all, I is,
3: all I have is protein tubes. <laughs> <laughs> Ew. You, you getting Gunwolf envy? Yeah. I, well, I'm okay. Who needs it, right? I mean, I got a water recycler <laughs> inside my armor and I got protein tubes. I don't need I, <laughs> I refrigerators. Why would I be jealous of a refrigerator and a little microwave owner <laughs> and hot
2: pockets? I don't even like hot pockets. You, you, see me my co- <laughs> you see me in my cockpit uh, cracking a beer open. <laughs>
4: man, maybe right, we can bring so Hamilton uh, for the hot pockets. There you go <laughs> hey Hamilton why't do you open up
1: contribution. Well, you know it is a two person cockpit, you could fit a tiny toaster robot in there.
4: <laughs> what
3: is that thing love it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right, so uh oil is is uh two credits a two credits a flask take five.
4: By the way. What are we expecting to see on on patrol in the Northeast here?
1: Well, uh, you, you can definitely pull some intel. Intel briefings. Um, yeah, L has a pretty extensive briefing on potential opposition from the Federation.
2: Mm-hmm. Obviously,
1: it's rifts. Anything could pop out of a rift at any time. So, uh-huh. anything from gnomes to a kaiju could randomly appear in your path. But as far as you know, known adversaries.
4: Mm-hmm. Like, do we need extra wooden stakes, or you know, crosses, or water? So, known
1: adversaries from the Federation of Magic. There is a an individual known as Zargus the Great. I uh, Not okay. a lot of intel- not a lot of intelligence on him, other than he seems to be somewhat reptiloid. Okay. and he is a senior servitor of Lord Dunskin, the leader of the Federation of Magic, who has been sent to. The southwest of the Federation of Magic, which means relatively near Castle Refuge,
4: mm-hmm.
1: who's, and who is there to expand the influence of the Federation. So, you know, that guy's around there. In terms of Federation forces, uh, mm-hmm. the Federation employs a large number of combat mages. They employ okay. mystic knights, uh, which are basically, for all practical purposes, evil cyber knights. Yeah. There are rumors that murder wraiths have been seen in the area, which are undead juicers.
4: Oh, boy.
0: Oh, that's awesome. Oh, God. The, fed,
1: the, the Federation makes extensive use of necromancy, so necromancers and undead are certainly to be expected. There are some known shifters in the area, which are a bit like leyline walkers, but more focused on summoning things from other dimensions. Okay and there are definitely forces of demonics in the area as you encountered previously
4: hence the gunwolf one of the things okay. that we,
3: were ta- we were tasked with doing was to find the um like the effects that might be changing toasters into sentient beings how would we test for that effect other than just like finding a toaster and throwing it in to the rest?
1: Well Based on what Hamilton told you, he existed on another world and he arrived on Earth, but he didn't go through a rift portal. So this is something new. And so the question would be, are you going to do you encounter other things that came in from other worlds, but not via a rift? Or is this some new kind of rift that isn't readily perceptible? Because rifts themselves, as you saw, were big blue lightning crackling portal things. They're not subtle.
4: Right.
0: Yeah. Um, All right. Could I take some time to look at Hamilton?
1: You absolutely can take some time to look at Hamilton.
0: What I'd like to do is actually take a look at him and see if there's anything. If we were in a comic book, I would say if, if he was resonating at a different frequency from this dimension, something that we could take a look at and, and kind of quantify where he came from or at least where he didn't come from.
1: Okay. Make an occult role, please. That is a very good occult roll. So you inspect him carefully and you you deploy your, your cool mystic goggles and just really take a, a lot of scrutiny on this guy. Trust me, and, my friend, this will only hurt a little. And you come up with a few things. The first is you don't think that he is a technological creature by nature. That would explain why you had no one was able to interface with him. You think that he actually runs on magic similar to your techno wizardry. The second thing that you discover about him is that he seems to be slightly out of phase with reality. And that's not something that you've ever encountered, even with beings like most of the people you're working with, like Kuva, like Lady Mimby and Quinlan, who, like yourself, who arrived on Earth via rifts, either themselves or their ancestors. So there's something very different about him that... It seems unique, and it might be tied into this idea of how he arrived on Earth without passing through a rift. The closest you've seen to it would be with a something like the summon ally power, where you've created an entity essentially out of thin air. But whatever's going on with him is not that power. It's kind of similar, but is definitely not the same thing.
3: So he's kind of like a thought construct?
1: That's one possible explanation but that's certainly not definitive okay well that would if
3: that's Hmm. if that's the case then that would suggest that we need to find whoever is well i guess i'm making the assumption that this that this thought process needs to be maintained for hamilton to continue to exist and it wasn't just like a one-off you know wave the guy into existence
1: that certainly is how the summon ally power works it may or may not be how the summon hamilton (laughs) whatever ability
2: was (laughs) not to
1: generalize okay
3: okay well if that if that's the case then based on i'm not really an occult guy but people that do know this or the like the technical magic stuff is there a way to shield for that my thinking is that if we put up some kind of a barrier around hamilton we might be able to get some kind of a directionality of where his um, creative force or motive force is coming from. And then we could go in that direction.
0: Or he might wake out of existence.
3: Well, he, he might, but he seems very substantial. And I think that probably he would start to sort of waver a little bit if we put some shielding up.
4: You know, I, I guess something I was thinking about is when Hamilton came into being and w- he and his friends were chased by these monster robots, why would these monster robots take notice of these, these little robots anyway, unless there there was something special about them that they were aware, aware of that we are not?
0: Now I want to go back and look at the monster robots and see if they phase two. Yeah.
4: I mean, I'm just curious. Like, did they come from the same place? Or, like, there there's... I I feel like there was a relationship there that we missed.
1: Refresh my memory quick. Which side of the siege of Tolkien were you on? I'm assuming probably not the coalition that you were fighting with Tolkien, correct? Because the coalition really did not big fans of DBs, which would include
0: you. We'll go with that. I was fighting with the uh, w- on the side of Tolkien.
1: Okay, so you have run into demonics before. And, you know, you're not necessarily their biggest fan, but they were fighting, they were created to help defend Tolkien against the Coalition. And in your experience of them, they do not resonate in this manner. They're just another thing that came through a rift. And in this case, came through a rift and got heavily modified with techno wizardry cybernetic. Oh.
3: So that being the case, then those demonics... If they were so interested in Hamilton the toaster, it's either because they saw him as a threat or they saw him as some kind of an opportunity, a weapon to be used either for himself or maybe as a connection back to this ability. Because if you can sort of just think, make a thought construct of of something like this, then that would be a a pretty powerful uh, tool. You could just sort of think anything into existence, right?
1: In a sense, that's kind of how magic works, but uh, it's not usually as persistent as Hamilton seems to be. Right. So that, that would be, you know, quite an
3: upgrade to that power based on, I mean, uh, as opposed to the to the kind of summon ally thing that people are familiar with. Maybe that's why they wanted him.
2: So let me get this straight. You found a
3: talking toaster. It sounds stupid the way you put it that way, but yeah. <laughs> 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 I, mean, huh. just, I mean, in, in essence, yeah, essentially, it was more complicated than that, but yeah. How much do you want for it?
1: He's <laughs> an <Tease it out. laughs> Right now, he's working in the kitchens at Castle Refuge, uh, cheerfully toasting everything he can get his hands on. Yeah. Kind of a kindred spirit to Kuva in that way. <laughs> yes. We're having it's a
4: cook But efficiently.
5: We're having a cook-off <laughs> currently. <laughs> I'm burning the kitchen down. <laughs> while he's
4: cooking. You know, I guess the other thing I wanted to look into was the uh, sign of Solomon. Like, I, I don't really know anything about that.
1: That would be an, also an occult role.
4: Okay, well, that's not... Really, me? Does anybody have that skill?
0: What would you like to know?
4: What What's so special about the sign of Solomon that we should be keeping an eye out for it? Is it an indication of something? It, it, does the sign have power? Is it associated with a group that we should be aware of?
1: So, um, click, yeah, got you, you got nothing. Quinlan, however, you you have some familiarity with this thing, at least with the rumors about it, and they're only rumors because. While this was rumored to be at Tolkien, it was never, to anyone's knowledge, actually deployed in the field of battle.
5: So it's theoretical and sort of prototype, but we're not entirely certain.
1: So the Seal of Solomon, according to the rumors, was just what it said on the tin. It is, in fact, the seal empl- employed by the ancient... Uh, sage and king Solomon. Solomon. Solomon had power over demons, according to legend. And this power was strongly associated with the seal. So seal represents both the ability to bind and contain demonic creatures, as well as a token of the wisdom of Solomon, which of course is legendary. What its actual powers are, the best speculation is that it has that ability to bind creatures from other planes. Hmm. and also that it may provide some enhancement to its wielder's wisdom. But that's really oh. all all that you know about it, and it's all speculative. Okay. It does make sense that it would not have been deployed at Tolkien because, of course, they were fighting technological opponents in the form of the coalition. So binding demons would have been no use to them, unless, an interesting line of speculation, it was part of the process of acquiring the demonics in the first place.
5: Could be, yeah. Uh... Sort of as a safety mechanism, yeah. Mm. It's like sort of a control mechanism for them.
1: Well, you know that the demonics themselves are, for the most part, sentient. Some of them are pretty dumb. Some of them are very smart, but they're all, you know, intelligent creatures at some at some level.
4: Mm. Okay.
1: Uh, anything else before you roll out? All right. So, okay. I assume that those of you who are not riding enormous sets of power slash robot armor are going to be in the Big Boss ATV?
4: Yeah, that makes sense.
5: Definitely.
1: Is is someone in the gunner seat on that? Because you do have that fireball launcher on
5: it now. Ooh. Does it make a difference if someone's magically inclined or technologically inclined to operate it?
4: Or has ranged weapon skills at all?
1: It operates on shooting, so... Okay. Probably whoever is not driving and has the best shooting would be the, uh, the the best candidate.
4: I'm just a D4 for shooting. D6.
0: I have personally contoured this driver's seat.
1: <laughs> okay. So Quinlan is uh, on, on gunnery. Okay. okay. So, uh, what is your order of March? Uh, how are you distributing yourselves? How close together are you? Who's in front and back, et cetera?
3: Um, <clears throat> what's the top speed of the ATV?
1: That is an excellent question.
4: Yeah. What's the top speed of the gun wolf?
3: Is it comparable to, to the, the Gunwolf? I don't know what its top speed is. I, I know, I actually, I don't remember what mine is either. But are we comparable or or we can have to slow up for each other or what?
4: Yeah.
1: I, some of these at least I put in there. Although I need to fix the big boss because pace 6 is definitely not right.
3: I got a pace of 14. Yeah, on the gu- 14 on the Gunwolf. I've got a pace of 10 in
1: armor. The glitter boy armor. So it looks like the the uh, griffin is actually the limiting factor. The big boss has a pace of twenty, so it's the fastest thing of any of you. Okay. So you're 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 moving along at the griffin's pace, basically.
4: Okay.
0: I'm gonna, I'm gonna perch. I'm gonna perch on this on top of the wolf's arm. Uh, the gun wolf's arm.
2: <laughs> yeah, I'm all right with that.
1: Okay. So then, limiting pace is the glitter boy. You've got three elements here. Who's in front, or are you kind of cluster together?
2: How
3: about How about if I take point, and that way, if anything um, comes up on us, then you guys can speed up from the rear.
0: The fireball gun will turn around to the rear, yes?
1: Uh, The fireball gun is actually in a fixed forward arc, so no. But you can certainly turn the vehicle around.
0: Okay, oh no, I was just thinking, if it it spun around to the rear, we would be a a, a good candidate for being in the back. But if it's facing forward, then I will sit down and be quiet.
1: (laughs) So, Big Boss and Gunwolf, how are you distributing yourselves?
2: Forward! rear doesn't really matter to the gunwolf
1: so i'm gonna say uh gooder boy gunwolf big boss kind of how you're distributed
3: and on the map we're moving to the right
1: scott are you guys going to kind of flank like this that would be my recommendation so, kind of a triangle formation That's good. yeah that That's makes sense good. okay so the leviticus is out front and the gunwolf and big boss are are pacing how close to how close together are you you all have radios so Communication is not automatically an issue unless someone starts messing with your radios.
0: Well, who's got this, the shortest range? Uh, we're all pretty well-ranged. As far
1: as yeah. radios go, it's pretty much equivalent.
0: No, as far as covering in case somebody gets in trouble. Done range.
4: Um, I have a For, rifle. We're all probably the
0: probably
1: the fireball launcher actually is the shortest range, but they're all yeah. pretty long-range.
0: Let's, let's uh, spread
1: out a little bit, then.
0: That's what I'm thinking.
1: Yeah. So maybe... Uh, Fifty yards, a hundred yards apart. Hundred yards sounds good.
4: How many seconds is that? Hundred. That's a football field. So how many yeah, seconds? We're all is moving. That?
1: We're all moving like, pretty quick.
4: Ten seconds. I'm very big. <laughs>
1: Uh, it's a bit it's a bit longer than that. It's probably like thirty seconds for the uh, for Leviticus and uh, less for the others.
4: Let's make fifty.
1: Okay, so you guys are in kind of a fifty-yard separated yeah. triangle, and I would like the vehicle pilots and gunners, as well as Kuva and Griff, to make notice rolls, please. Oh, not my strong. Well scene. that didn't take long.
4: It never does. Right. Well,
1: that
3: actually went better than I thought it would. Okay. Wow. Griff <laughs> is totally clueless. I don't,
1: I don't see. Know, you. Oh boy. Notice is twelve too. So uh, the pilots notice all pick up uh, So you guys are going <laughs> through some some hilly territory here. It's kind of wooded. It's there's kind of wooded. There's hills, and as you crest up over a hill, you oh, briefly get a radar return. Uh, which looks like it's about two hills out, so maybe 500 yards away. What what kind of a return? Uh, radar and thermal. Oh, okay. Can I make out through my thermals what it is? As you rolled over the hill, it disappeared again. It
3: disappeared behind behind another hill. Well, you guys rolled over a hill. We went, a, we went down a
0: hill, so it oh, ended up, oh, oh, all right, yeah. I gotcha. radioed the other site.
4: Why well, send the Griffin up a little bit to look? Why don't we have? the griffin fly up a little bit to look over the hill. All
1: right, I'll stay Aerial, aerial reconnaissance, that works. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I'll uh, stay low to, If there is there a tree line that I can go through?
1: There is definitely a tree line, so you can, you can fly low. OK, I'm going to fly low uh, to the tree line. And can I get down. an athletics check? Well, I, which I need to actually give to your griffin, because the traditional griffin doesn't have it.
4: Uh. <laughs> <laughs> That's always right. exciting.
1: Can I get an athletics check from Griff, please? Kay. Okay. Okay, so he, he's, he's, he's doing a nap of the earth flying. Flies over, the, over one hill, and as he approaches the second hill, you're now maybe 100 yards away from uh, the enemy. You two feculence demons moving oh your way.
4: Oh, boy.
1: The rich setting, the megaverse, and associated characters and locations are the property of Palladium Books. Savage Worlds is the property of Pinnacle Entertainment. All other content is the property of Happy Monster Press. Find us at www.happymonsterpress.com or as Happy Monster Press on Twitter, Facebook, MeWe, and Pash Post. The music, Jason Shaw's Ice Cold. <laughs>